KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, October 23rd. Oceanside is limiting the number of housing units that can be built in its downtown. But is that in violation of state law? That story just ahead. First, let's do the headlines. There's a special election coming up early next month. Those who live in the county's 4th District, Chula Vista, and the Fallbrook or Rainbow Water Districts who want to vote by mail need to be registered by today. Otherwise, residents will need to go to the registrar's office in Kearney Mesa to register in person and vote. Tomorrow, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors will consider looking into an unsafe camping ordinance. The city of San Diego and Poway recently passed a similar ordinance to address a growing number of homeless encampments. San Diego's law prohibits camping in public when shelter beds are available and at all times near schools, parks, and transit hubs. Supervisor Joel Anderson is bringing the proposal forward. He says it would be another tool to clean up encampments on a wider scale in the unincorporated areas. Also tomorrow, county supervisors will consider a resolution to support a proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution to change gun laws. Governor Gavin Newsom calls the proposal the Right to Safety Amendment. It would raise the minimum age to buy a gun from 18 to 21, mandate universal background checks, and ban assault rifles. County Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer says she wants the county to take a stance on the issue and is asking supervisors to support the resolution. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The City of Oceanside has placed a limit on the number of units a developer can build in the downtown area. City leaders say this will preserve their beach town feel. But North County reporter Tanya Thorne found they may be going against state housing law. Oceanside City Council voted recently to limit developments to 86 units per acre in the downtown area. In 2019, the cap was half that, 43 units per acre. But state housing laws pushed council to remove it and give developers unlimited density. This led to the approval of larger and denser developments in the downtown area. And the assumptions are that we that we want to continue to develop everything. and We want the development to be a constant stream. 
I think this, this is our opportunity to say what is a reasonable development. What is a development that we are actually seeking out to continue the development in our city? Council member Eric Joyce said the limit can always be increased, but once a tower is built, there is nothing that can be done. Oceanside could make up for the limited housing downtown in other areas of the city. That would need to be outlined in the city's housing element plan submitted to the state. And Oceanside's plan is still under review. A risk housing advocates say could be flagged by state officials as a violation of housing law. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Meantime, the first affordable student housing project in downtown San Diego is officially under construction. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more on the apartment complex that aims to bring some financial relief to City College students. The eight-story building will provide housing for 800 students at the corner of 16th and C Streets downtown. It's prime real estate on the campus of San Diego City College. The community college district is using a $75 million state grant to start design and construction in the next year. The additional $200 million needed will come from bond money and a capital fundraising campaign. Diego Bethay is City College Associate Student government president who says relief is on the way for students who need it most. A student doesn't have to stress about that, pick up extra hours just to make rent, and I can focus on studying. Rent could be as low as $1,000 a month for a studio. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Over the weekend, the Oceanside Unified School District hosted representatives from schools across the country. Here again is reporter M.G. Perez with more on the meeting that focused on mental health. The School Superintendents Association came to Oceanside this weekend to find solutions to the problem facing students coast to coast. Mental health challenges following the COVID shutdowns and continuing with learning loss and declining enrollments. Sherry Cammy is superintendent of the Baldwin District on New York's Long Island with just 5,000 students. There are many factors that are contributing to the anxiety in our youth and the, the fear that some of them feel doesn't matter if you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, we're all seeing the same thing. Oceanside Unified is a much larger school district with almost 16,000 students. The 75 visiting school leaders toured some of the district's North County campuses, looking at programs serving students from a range of backgrounds and challenges, including the unhoused to military families. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, how one San Diegan helped bring color and culture to Encinitas through public art. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash OLLI. 
An embattled biodiesel factory in Barrio Logan is shutting down most of its business by the end of the year. Environment reporter Eric Anderson has details. New Leaf Biofuels plans to close the firm's fuel processing operations in Barrio Logan. CEO Jennifer Kay says the company notified the Air Pollution Control District. This decision was made due to economic conditions combined with the difficulties of continuing to operate under heavy regulatory and neighborhood pressures. Neighborhood residents have pushed for years to eliminate smells. The Environmental Health Coalition's Nicholas Paul says the odors are generated as the plant turns used cooking oil into diesel fuel. This move by New Leaf, I think, wouldn't have happened had it not been for community members advocating and organizing and saying, hey, you know, I don't want to live next to a biofuel plant and elevating that to regulators. An expensive activated carbon filtering system got rid of the worst stench, but the move didn't quash neighborhood opposition. The company will spend the rest of the year winding down the biofuel operations and helping 25 to 30 workers find new jobs. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. In other environmental news, San Diego researchers say public criticism could be a major tool to get countries to comply with climate-friendly goals they agreed to in the Paris Climate Agreement. Here again is reporter Eric Anderson. Many of the world's climate negotiators think making countries accountable for their international climate promises would be effective. UC San Diego professor David Victor says the Paris Agreement was adopted in 2015, but the pact has no enforcement mechanism. Each country every five years makes a pledge. Here's what we're going to do. And the naming and shaming mechanism is a way of looking and seeing whether the actions on the ground are consistent with the pledges that they've made. And if they aren't, to then call out those countries. Researchers polled climate negotiators. They say shaming non-compliant nations would work best with countries that have ambitious goals. The study is published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. From Cardiff to Lucadia, Encinitas is chock full of color and culture. It comes in the form of murals and other public art pieces. Reporter Jacob Ayer explored the history of the beach town's public artwork. As you walk, bike, or drive along Highway 101 in Encinitas, it's easy to spot dozens of murals. But that wasn't always the case. There wasn't murals around. I had the whole town, man. I did so many murals around here, down in Cardiff, everywhere. Kevin Anderson would know. He's been a longtime North County resident and was one of the very first artists to paint murals in Encinitas. He explains how it all started, with a mural depicting an idyllic nature scene back in 1995. I started right on D Street in Encinitas at a little Hawaiian restaurant, Keolani's. And uh, I, that was what, my first mural in Encinitas. His work hasn't slowed down since. The 66-year-old is constantly creating private and public art pieces across North County. He stands in front of a large mural he recently painted of waves, birds, and plant-covered shoreline in the Lucadia neighborhood and describes why public art pieces like his matter to a community. They're like windows, beautiful windows to look through that you see something that you don't see every day. It takes you out of the typical mindset of driving down the road. You're walking down the sidewalk and you're thinking of all your thoughts and you look up and you see this giant mural and you just go, wow. It just takes you away for a minute. There used to be just a few murals in Encinitas a decade ago. They've now blossomed into an abundance 
with many public art pieces focused on the environment and different cultures. So a lot of his artwork, it's moving. You can see them along Highway 101, some in plain sight, and others tucked away like hidden treasures. We really wanted to make an impact by having multiple murals go up um, at the same time, basically. Irene Pian is executive director of Encinitas 101 Main Street Association. She says some of the murals started as a project to reduce crime in an alley back in 2015. Over time, they helped make Encinitas into an arts hub. Ultimately, what it has done, um, without us really knowing, is that it has really inspired a lot of artists, local artists that can do large murals like this to come down and see downtown Encinitas as a location for art now. But what spurred the push for more public art in the first place? Encinitas Friends of the Arts president, Naime Woodward, says it was one piece in particular back in 2011. And then, Surfing Madonna happened. The mosaic showing the Virgin of Guadalupe surfing was originally installed under a public bridge on Highway 101. Woodward says it challenged the very notion of what is art versus graffiti, and it gave a voice to the artists in town. It brought a lot of conversations in the community from every angle, and that was music to my ear. Very uncomfortable at times, but I think it catapulted the mural programs, and it just, again, put Encinitas on the map. But it also received a lot of pushback. Some of them were offended because they couldn't figure out why Mother Mary or Guadalupe um, would be on a surf. But once it was explained, because save the ocean, that surfers are using and tapping into that divinity to save the ocean, they embraced it. Since then, Encinitas has grown into a public art haven, and Woodward says that shouldn't stop at murals. I do encourage people to see some of the sculptures, hopefully the ones that are going to go up on a temporary basis, there are five sculpture pads, and they're coming. After decades of work and countless brushstrokes, Anderson's vision for an art-filled city has arrived, weaving a large and tangible tapestry across his hometown. His influence is undeniable. I wanted to live in a world where it was like, Art was like really important, and art art meant something. And I, in a in a world where I could actually show people my art. Now his murals are spreading beyond their borders and into other cities across San Diego and California, and with them comes a little bit of the essence of Encinitas. Jacob Air, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top local news stories. Plus, we look at how a new type of court for those with psychotic disorders could help one San Diegan. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.